You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Al and Jerry are here with more sports news and other stories that they couldn't get to during the morning show. Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Football Monday in the podcast, though we will do very little football. Matter of fact, we're not going to do any football at all because I've got Mookie Straw, Max Doc, and the kids sitting with me, and that's the shirt Al Dukes is wearing today. I have zero football stories for you, Jerry, although I saw your friend Evan Roberts before, before he went on the air, and he said to me, based on this morning's program, to me, Al, I love you. But did you really think Keith Hernandez was going to go coach the Mets? Manage the Mets. Manage the Mets. To which I said, I, I, I kind of, I didn't at first until I saw the seven line guys who, to me, are my Met experts. And if they're tweeting, does this, unless they were tweeting in jest to Jerry, of which I couldn't tell, I thought the big announcement Keith Hernandez had was that he was going to be the Met manager. Really All how, he's doing is going to Fox. How big horrendous deal. that would have looked. <laughs> He's saying awesome. on he would have been saying on Collins' final day as manager, mm-hmm. as he's resigning. Yeah, I'm the new manager. We've been talking about it for months. <laughs> oh, that's fair. I didn't think of it that way. All right. Well, a lot of people didn't because a lot of people were in your way of thinking. But I'm with you, Jerry. You brought up on today's program. I need a sexy name. Yes. I don't give me Bob Garen, whoever that is. I agree. Or McEwen, whoever that Joe is. Joe McEwen. I legitimately, I'd rather have Ventura. Robin Ventura. Robin Ventura or Alex Cora, 100% over either Cora, of those guys. I think Cora to me is very intriguing. And I know a lot of people say Edgardo Alfonso as well because he's managed in the minor leagues. Yes. I think that's intriguing. So I'm with you. I don't want Bob. I don't want Chip Hale. No Bob Guerin. Enough. Let's Alex move on. Cora reminds me of a time where we did uh, the Boomer and Carton show from Mets. Uh, it was either Mets uh, down in uh, Port St. Lucie. Or it was Mets at City Field before a, a Met Day game, where right. we did the Boomer and Carton show there. Really? Yeah. You did the Boomer and Carton show from a in the morning. We did. I think it was. I think it was down in Port St. Lucie. Wow. So they were bringing a couple players up for right. interviews. Now I did not know Craig's knowledge of Mets players at the time. At the time, sure. because there were a lot of new faces. Right. So when when they were just kind of bringing guys in, and I didn't want Craig or my host, I never want my host to be caught off guard as to who's sitting down next to me. Right. A lot of these guys, as we say in the business, Jerry, look alike. Sure. Or you don't know who they are. That's all. That's probably better. Exactly. That's what I meant. Uh, Alex Cora was coming in, and the and the Mets PR said to me, Alex Cora. So... He, we were on the air already. I was sitting him down next to Craig. I didn't want to just plop a guy, a random guy down. Sure. Alex Cora was not a household name at the time or a face. 
So I wrote on a note card, Alex Cora, and I slid it to Craig. Right. Well, then he embarrassed me. He looked at it, and he goes on the air, I know who Alex Cora is, which he probably didn't. No chance. And then embarrassed me in front of a potential future Met manager by going, look what he gave me, Alex. We all know who you are. You're one of the great Mets. One of the great, but he had a cup of coffee with the Mets for a couple of years. Exactly. That's funny. Now, when he becomes the manager, yes. if he becomes the manager, mm-hmm. and if he comes in studio, yes. or will you relay that story to him? I will. Him? You will, I will right? actually. Yeah, because I know I even have a photo that I, that I uh, put on social media at the time of my scribbled note. Right. Because I scribbled it fast because I wanted, I needed to write it quickly. So it was very sloppy. Yeah. You know, it's funny because my first year doing, if I told you this again, stop me. All right, Jerry. My first year doing Columbia, did I ever tell you this story when I had to do the interviews on the field? Uh, I don't think so. So I really did not know a whole lot about Ivy League football or Columbia back in 2006 when I got the job. I got the job in August about, I would say, three weeks, maybe two weeks before training camp began. Now, Ivy League football doesn't start until the second or third week in September of literally two weeks later than everybody else. So training camp didn't start until mid-August, maybe even, yeah, probably around mid-August. And so they say, hey, why don't you come on out, take a look at the team. Great. I already signed the contract. I'm good. I show up to Wien Stadium for my first day of camp. It wasn't their first day, my first day. And one of the guys I was working for says, hey, thought it'd be a good idea for you to do some interviews. And what we do is we'll bring over the select guys and then we'll we'll tape them. Great. So they say, don't worry, we'll make sure so-and-so brings you over the player. When we see it is, we'll tell you who it is, and we'll give you a couple of questions. Perfect. No problem. We're taping this. We should be good. Now, we're taping it, but I'm very, I'm in a weird spot because I don't know who they are yet. So I'm taping one interview, and all of a sudden, I see him walking over the other, another guy, and it's the guy, the camera guy and the producer, they're, they're giving me the keep, keep it rolling. Keep going. As they bring the player over to me. All right, well, we're going to slide over, and we're going to be joined now by, dude, you know how you start sweating and you get, like, that sick feeling inside when you know you're effed? I had no idea who this kid coming over was, and I put the most generic interview on tape. I mean, you talk about a bad spot. Did you say, what's up, my man? Uh, no, I said, and uh, we're gonna move it right along into another interview. And how's how it going? Doing? How's the how's the beginning of camp gone? <laughs> Never mentioned his name, right. and we got done. I'm like, what are you guys doing to me? You should have said this could have been a good first question. What's the toughest part about your position? Okay, that still wouldn't have helped me. <laughs> now, if you said what's the toughest part about pronouncing your last name, right? As long as you didn't say Smith, right. I would have been good. <laughs> All right, I You mean suppose. Williams? You never heard that before? Hmm. All right, Williams. Very easy to understand. <laughs> Jerry, I have a few select stories for you. I would like to give them to you right now. Please. Are you going to hand me the stories? No, or? no, I'd rather. I'm just going to read them. Oh. Uh, Jerry, uh, you know, these days a lot of people do online dating. Yes, we've covered that. I don't do that. Uh, I'm uh, You have done that. Very involved. But right you have now. done that. I uh, have done that in the past. You used to be bald. You used to do online dating? I used to do that. You, there was no such thing as the internet when you started Shut dating. Shut up, Alex. You feel like wife. I'm 90. Yes, that is true. So you never did internet dating? I did not. But here's a study that shows uh, for guys what words they should put in their profile if they want to have a better chance at getting a date. Do you know, know what? what I'm saying? At getting a date. Oh, I thought you said something else. 
So here's, Huge. Sorry. here's one of them, Jerry. You should write in your profile that you are, and use this phrase, physically fit. I would agree with that, sure. Women like what if to, you're not, though? Right. Well, you got to be physically fit in order to use that. Good point, Jerry. You can't write, be a big fat guy and write, I'm physically fit. No. All right. Uh, guys who say they're physically fit get 96% more interaction. You're kidding. Then a, then a guy that says, um, you know. A big fat guy? Right. How about this, Jerry? Guys who describe themselves as, quote, perceptive get 51% more interactions. Okay. Here's another keyword you might want. Perceptive does nothing for me. Okay. Here's another keyword you might want to put in your profile, gentlemen. Spontaneous. Women love a spontaneous guy. I would agree with that. How about this one? Outgoing. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, I mean, I was the most friendly, voted most friendly in my high school. Okay. So this would have been perfect for you. I would have even, I would even put that in my profile. Yeah. Here's another one. This is not me, Jerry. Optimistic. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. I think everybody sucks, and I think the world is ending. So there, if you're if you're thinking of doing online dating, I would, before you forget, I'll write these words down, physically fit, perceptive, spontaneous, outgoing, See, optimistic. Here's what I would put, because I can't say physically fit, because right now I'm not. Okay. You I are would, fit. Huh? You're fit. I'm not. I would say I enjoy exercise. Okay. I enjoy the gym, even though I don't go to a gym, but I do work out. You enjoy those that things. That, to me, is the, which, which is the truth, and it's a way around saying I'm physically I'm not physically. You're physically fit. I am not. Well, if I ran down the hallway, I'd be huffing and puffing, so I don't know how physically fit I am, That's a good Jerry. point. You're kind of a mess. All right. Oh, Jerry, many, many people sent this to me. Okay. Including my own girlfriend, Gina. All right. Sent me this article. Many alert Twitter users. Sex robot has traumatic experience at technology festival. The robot did. The robot did. Uh, the the uh, sex robot Samantha, who we've done many stories on. On Samantha. Four thousand dollars. Uh, Four thousand dollar doll. Uh, they were at a the Ars Electronic Festival in Linz, Austria, and the sex robot was on display. It was walking around. The robot was walking around. The robot was walking around and being, uh, you know, showing what this robot looks like and all that sort of Was stuff. it fondled? Well, that's the problem, Jerry. It, it in fact, was fondled. Oh. Uh, not a great day for Samantha, the sex robot. Uh, she was actually, many body parts were destroyed by men grabbing her. The beaver? Uh, the breasts. Uh, fingers broken off, Jerry. She was, quote, this was the worst part, quote, she was heavily soiled by the men. They uh, said two fingers were broken while they had to remount her breasts, legs, and arms. Hmm. Tough day for Samantha. She broke down entirely. Now, did she cry? Well, she doesn't. She doesn't feel pain. those feelings, right. Right. So I'm not sure what the problem is then. Yeah. I mean, it's really the company that took the hit, not Samantha. They were sending the sex robot to Barcelona, where it was going to be cleaned and fixed. Why not just... The software was fine. That's why and the software is, uh, is so I guess, the expensive part. her feelings are intact. Her feelings are intact. Um, so this whole thing is still just bizarre to me. One eyewitness said, quote, people can be bad because they did not understand the technology and did not have to pay for it. They treated the doll like barbarians. Right. I mean, it is a doll. And it is a sex robot. Right. And he said, quote, Samantha can endure a lot. She will pull through this. 
Right. It's a, he knows it's a robot. He does. Got it. Okay. The guy knows it's a checking. robot. No, all right, Jerry. Would you ever get, do you think in your lifetime mm-hmm. you will ever get a Rosie? What not is that a, mean? from the Jetsons. Uh, like oh, a cleaning like an actual robot. robot? Yeah, not one that's going to kill you, not one that you want to um, Make you know, love perform to. fellatio on you. Right. Nothing like that. Okay. But just a, a robot, cleaning robot just to clean. You ever, do you think? think you will do that in your life well they have the Roombas already no, no, those things no, move no, around no 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 Similar. that's not what i mean the sex robot looks like a real person oh you want a I real mean person a robot. real robot person that would like make me my chicken and sweet potatoes and broccoli that could perform tasks like that yeah i do think we're vacuum it will do everything you want yeah. it to do although i would have thought we would have had that already honestly yeah, well, i mean like we moved right into sex. I robots. will say the fact that we've moved into sex beyond yeah. cleaning is a little bizarre to me. Yeah, uh, strange. Like, don't you think more people would buy a cleaning robot than yes, a sex robot? I do. Oh, then again, I don't know how many people are buying robots. Period. I mean, well, would you spend five grand on it? On a, a like a legit robot that just I could program it to cook me stuff to clean. Yeah, like remember stuff? Rocky Four when uh, when Rocky bought Polly the robot for I his don't birthday? That. How do you not? What do you mean? He that, was a robot. One, that was one with Drago. A robot was purchased in a Rocky movie from the 80s. Yes. They were celebrating his birthday. Was it Rocky 3 or Rocky 4? I think it was Rocky 4. Maybe Rocky 3. They were celebrating his birthday. It's the opening scene. And Paulie wanted like a gold watch or a car. And this robot came walking around. He's like, what the hell is that? And the, he was holding the cake. You don't mm, remember this? I don't. Matter of fact, hmm, maybe it was Rocky Three because then he took off. Any of the Rockies. I can't believe there was a robot in it. Yes. But yeah, I think I could pay $5,000. It, $5,000? But it's got to really work. $5,000. $5,000. Where is that from? I don't know. Beverly Hills Cop opening scene there. I'd wait till we became number one again to have Boomer drop me another bonus check and then I'd buy me a robot with it. There you go. That's what I would when do, are we, are we going to become number one again? Soon? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Jerry... This falls in the uh, karma category. Karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch. New Orleans man falls from balcony while spitting on people below. That is awesome. A man fell from a French Quarter balcony after he was leaning over the rail to spit on people. Where's the French Quarter? Uh, It's in New New Orleans, Orleans, right? Yep. A police spokesman spoke to NOLA.com. Said the man fell from his balcony at the 700 block of Bourbon Street. By the way, legit, when we were at the Super Bowl, yeah. it took me a solid two days to realize NOLA was New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> By the way, I knew NOLA was New Orleans. I would not have guessed the L.A. part was Louisiana. You did know that, though. or did I just... I knew NOLA was New Orleans. Did but I, I thought just it was break New down Orleans. what it meant, though? Yeah. <laughs> yes, 100%. I don't feel so bad yeah. now. <laughs> Absolutely, Jerry. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> and then I have this story, Jerry. Short wives and tall husbands are scientifically the best couple combo. Yeah, of course. You ever see a really tall woman with a short gentleman? Yes. It looks odd. Odd, right? Yes, but I if feel you're bad a for short, the man. If you're a short man, which we cannot help if we're born short... Uh, you really got to find a really short gal. Would you have ever dated a woman that was, let's say, four or five inches taller than you? Uh, like, that would have been a tough back, one. Right. Back in the day, you meet a girl online. Okay. All right. I only, I only say that because usually if they were that tall, you probably wouldn't even approach them. Right. 
So let's say you met someone online, and they're probably the perfect candidate for you. They're boring. Mm -hmm. They want to stay home on the weekends and watch movies. And they want to, you know, maybe order out some sushi on a Saturday night. Once in a while, go to a concert. Right. They like the Mets, but only when the Mets are good. Okay. So they, far, so good. I mean, they it's the perfect girl. Sounds perfect. Except for the fact that when you actually go to meet her, mm-hmm. she is, you're, you're 5'10", 5'11". 5'11", Jay. She's 6'3". Oh, 6'3". The dinner goes, it could not go better. Right. Would you have a problem going forward? Um, hmm. I would say I would feel a little bit emasculated dating a very tall lady. Right? It is emasculated. To lean, to have to, for a man to get on his tippy toes to kiss a woman. Weird. And then she takes the bill. <laughs> oh, now she's taking on all the man uh, characters. No, I'm just throwing that out there because you're talking uh, about being emasculated. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's hard. I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, I would have a problem with that. So to all the tall ladies out there, I'm sorry. I don't yes. know. I, I hate to, to say that. But right. That's that's a tough one. Well, all the tall ladies, they date uh, NBA players, so no problem. I suppose. Like, I'm sure there are gals in the WNBA who are dating and married to guys that are 5'10". I would think so. Right. I would certainly think so, yeah. And then those gals put on some high heels, Jerry. And it's They're over. tall. Well, me and my wife are, Super I'm tall. literally only an inch to a half inch taller than my wife. Is that right? And when we go out and she puts the heels on, I'm like, you're killing me. Not that she's that much taller. I'm not saying she is. But just the fact that she's any taller drives me crazy. Right. So now if you're talking about being 5'11 and she's 6'3 and then she's going to put heels on, you might as well put a clown face on. <laughs> You'd have to start wearing those um, lifts. Those lifts. Yes. I don't know why we don't. We should. There's that whole Seinfeld episode where Mickey... Uh, who's a little person, he was uh, wearing lifts right, to try to uh, be a little taller. Get the ladies? I don't remember if it was to get the ladies or to get a part in the in the uh, the, the TV show he was trying to get a part in oh, or okay. a movie. I do actually do remember that. I don't remember the plot, though. And he was accused by the other little people that he was wearing lifts, which was looked down upon. Right. Can't do that. Be, who you, be who you are. Be who you are. Who you are, Al. All right, Jerry, that was the uh, post-game podcast. That's it. That was fast. Oh, very fast. I feel like I haven't stopped talking since 5.30. Well, that's because you did the warm-up show, then you did four hours with Boomer, and then you uh, did this. Now, you're in the power chair tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Right. You're in the power chair Wednesday. Right. I believe uh, someone else is coming in Thursday and Friday. Right. So you can relax those two days. Um, It is different. Different, right? It is very different. Oh, yes. right. When you have to sit in that studio for four hours as opposed to coming in for mm-hmm. one segment out of the three every right. hour, it is different. Uh, more relaxing, I bet, <laughs> to come in for the segment. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because you kind of go in there, and if it goes poorly, you know what? Like, I'll eh. try and do better next hour. Hey, as next time I'll get them. Let's take a quick break. Hey, let's go straighten things out. <laughs> oh, Okay. Got it, sir. I did think, and it's funny how things pop into your head. Yes. I had nothing, I had really nothing written down of substance today. Um, you did have a lot of notes. I like, I did well, look over your notes today. Because here's the thing for me, and this is how when I do pregame, postgame, when I do games play by play, if I don't write it down, I really struggle to remember it in the proper sequence. Okay. So as soon as I was done with the Cowboys yesterday, I got right to the Giants, and from that point forward, I start logging the important things in the game, and then I have it in the right spot. Like, I'll remember what happened, but 
but I might have a play mixed up with another play in the wrong quarter. And especially with this audience, you want to be as specific as you can. So, yes, I have a lot of notes. The one thing that was in my head that I didn't have written down was when Boomer was talking about that nail story and the pain, I immediately thought about the the nipple piercings. Mm. I thought that was fun. That was kind of interesting. Good thing. So you didn't have a note that said nipple piercing. I did not. No. Could you do me a favor? I don't know if you have a large chair at your home where you live, Jerry, or like a, a like a big like a, a sofa chair that you sit in. That's like your chair, Dad's chair. At I have home. a chair that I do sit in most of the time. All right. I wouldn't Could call it a dad you chair. But. Get someone in your home to photograph you in the chair, because then tomorrow when I say uh, it's the uh, we'll live on a Tuesday, and I like to say Jerry's in the power chair. I would love a picture of you in a chair. Why can't we take a picture here of me well, in the chair? We could do that. We could do that as well. But in I the actual you, power chair. I thought if you had a fun, you know, kind of like an Archie Bunker chair at home that I don't. you sit no, in. No, no, I don't have an Archie Bunker. That the bunker. kids know, get out, get out of daddy's no, chair. He wants no. to sit in it. There's no, there's nothing like that. My dad had a leather chair. Did he? That was his chair. You were okay to be in it. But if he was coming, but get out. But if he wanted to watch television, that was his chair. Interesting. So no, he would get out of it. I had never had, my dad never had a power chair. Mm. Uh, and I do not have a power chair. Yeah, my dad had a power chair. Boy, I think that was a thing from the olden days. Power trip in the Duke's house. Oh, yeah. He had the leather, and I'm sure it wasn't real leather. It was probably a vinyl leather. chair. But he had the recliner leather chair. So you'd be in the chair. Here comes Dad Dukes. Mm. All right, I got to get up. Let me go find yeah, the Playboys. You would know. You wouldn't even ask to. Uh, you wouldn't even wait for him to say, get out of the power you chair. You were just going to look for Miss August. You would just do that, yes. Got it. Yeah, it had the magazine rack on the side. That still amazes me. It's like the dentist's office yeah. in Seinfeld. Here they are. <laughs> Here are the breasts. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> All right, Jerry. Oh, the warm-up show is next. See you. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. All right, it's a Monday morning, and this portion is sponsored by Chili's, and it is going to be a good 16 minutes because Al is singing already. Jerry, you and I are dressed like two kids in uh, middle school who's excited for their teams. You've got a cowboy well, shirt on. I've got a Mets shirt on. We look like uh, this is what would happen in, like, the seventh grade on a Monday. I'd be like, what sports <laughs> T-shirt am I wearing today? See, I wore a shirt and tie to school, so I didn't oh. get to pick out clothes. Well, so for me, this is you, a new experience. You were rich and going no, to private no, no, school. No, 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 no. I was. Uh, I did not school. say that. That is not true. Colonia High School. <laughs> Don't get on that, you jerk. Jerry, I was enjoying a little uh, uh, Giants Buccaneers yesterday, and uh, Rondé and Tiki Barber did the game with yeah. Kenny Albert. Now, I will say this for the Barber brothers: they actually made me dislike Odell Beckham Jr. A little less than I would have disliked okay. him had they not been doing the game. How'd they do that? They did that on the uh, play in the fourth quarter when Odell Beckham went down on a tackle and was acting as if he <laughs> possibly needed a stretcher to come off the field. <laughs> that right? was the spin move on the left side, yeah. yeah. He went down. It was almost like, call out, where's the medical staff? Yeah. Let's get that stretcher thing out. He was back two plays later. Right, and and the and the Barber brothers, they're twins, Jerry. I don't know which one I said heard it. That. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not aware of which one said it. But they're like these ankle these ankle sprains are very painful momentarily, where yep. you think you cannot go on, and then you might be back a play or two later with no ill effects. And that's what he did. He and kept bouncing he did. right out, and I was all right with that. Had they not said that, 
I would have been more drama from Odell Beckham furious Jr. with him. Yeah, no, I hear you. I I enjoyed the two of them together with Kenny. I thought they were pretty good. I like when they were going over Tiki's fumbling problems. Yes, and they were doing the high and the tight, and both of them were trying to strip him. Both Kenny Albert and his brother Rondé were trying to take the ball from him. Then they had the video of him and Beckham, mm-hmm. and Beckham's walking at him with the high and tight pose. By the way, it took me into the fourth quarter legitimately before I realized, oh, they're both doing the game because one played for the Bucs and one played for the Giants. Oh, boy. You didn't see that going like into the game? I didn't see it going into the game. Like the neat storyline there? Did not see the neat storyline. Boy, oh, boy. About, yeah, it was like, I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting that the, the twins, they're doing the game. Wonder why they picked this one? You moron. Oh, right. <laughs> By the way, I, I like how on. for 10 years here, mm-hmm. uh, Craig asked Boomer to do what during his games? Do oh, I'll give him a shout-out for shout the show. Shout-out. So how about yesterday in the fourth quarter? I forget what it was in relation to. It was something about – it might have been after they took the shot to Beck. I mean, he caught that 40-yard pass play. Tiki immediately. You know, Brandon Tierney from the Tiki and Tierney show on Smooth. CBS Sports Radio. I was like, What? Like, that's what Craig was asking Boomer to do for a decade. So he slipped it right in. Then I was uh, red zoning my face off, Jerry. A lot of good finishes again. A lot of good finishes. But again, the Patriots go down. The Cowboys go down. Yes. Now, more importantly than what is wrong with the Dallas Cowboys, which I shall ask you, Jerry. It's an easy answer. Okay. What is going on with the Rams uniforms? Well, you know what's so funny? It looked like if you cut the screen off at their head. It was a black and white video footage. Yeah. And then they were all color the rest of the way down. It looked ridiculous. The uniforms themselves, blue and yellow. Right. Then for some reason, they're wearing the white ram uh, horned helmets. Yes. Which don't go with the uniform. Which look like old stock black and white footage. Yes. It was weird. I totally agree. Very strange. Uh, See, I would have thought, you see, you like all these weird uniforms. I would have thought you would have enjoyed that. No, I think you got to commit either way. You go the full uh, blue and yellow or you go the full uh, black and white uh, uniform. They got the last laugh at the end of the day, so who cares? Yeah, Jerry, how do you explain this Jared Goff this season? Good. He's good, (laughs) yeah? That's how I explain him, yeah. Not much of a pass rush yesterday on him. He had time to throw. He's got Todd Gurley, who is just, I mean, there was one 53 or 54-yard catch and run for a score. He literally just outran the entire Cowboy defense. Just ran right by him, and they couldn't catch him. Uh, that was a big play in the game. You know, they're good. You know, Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, these guys are good, and they're getting up and down the field. The Cowboys, Al, right now, I cover the team, and I couldn't tell you the 11 guys on the field. I mean, they're they're so thin defensively, and this is what I expected the Cowboys to be. The second half was embarrassing yesterday. And then you mentioned the Patriots. The Patriots, same thing. Defensively, they're just not real good. You know, they're down. They were down 30-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter in that game. They come back and tie it, and you're sitting there saying, oh my God, he, Brady's going to do it again. And the Panthers go right now. There was a defensive holding call or a defensive passing interference, I believe, on, on Gilmore. That was a big play on what turned out to be the game-winning drive. That said, the Patriots aren't very good defensively right now. Look what the Chiefs did to them. And now the Panthers come in and do it. And the Jets surprise everyone going two and two. And now they play the Browns this week. Will they be three and two, Jerry? No, I figure they'll stub their toe against this team. Oh, you think this is the game well, they'll fall apart? Here's what I know about the Jets. They're actually fun to watch. More fun than the Giants. They are more fun than the Giants. How the about Giants that? don't tackle. The Giants don't catch passes. I mean, the Giants are I I'm stunned. I thought the Giants would be a twelve thirteen win team. And we thought the Jets would win possibly zero games. Uh, I had the Jets as a one, maybe a two-win team. And I don't think watching them the first four games, they'll win some more games this year. Maybe they'll win against something. Can you imagine if they're three and two 
and the Giants are one and four. I mean, that's we're that close to that happening. I still can't believe they're two and two, and the Giants are zero and four. I like how you're giving the Giants a win this coming week against the Chargers. If they don't win this week, what do they have? Seattle and Denver coming up yeah. after that. Oof, they could end up. What was it? Two? What year was it? Thirteen or fourteen? They started zero Now they wound up playing well down the stretch for Coughlin, but they missed the playoffs. But they started zero six. six. That's on the table right now. That is on the which table. Which I find Jerry. hard to believe. And then in that uh, Bengals-Browns game yesterday, Bengals defensive end Carl Lawson, Jerry. He's a great Carl Lawson. Well, he's a rookie, so he's not great yet. Yes. But uh, on an attempted sack, he lost his teeth. He said, teeth went flying. (laughs) And he's like, those are mine. (laughs) Yeah. He went to wrap up the quarterback, Jerry. And as he was pulling him down, he didn't even get the sack, by the way. His uh, teeth came flying out. Uh, This was his quote, Jerry. When I was bringing him down, I just see my teeth in the air for like two seconds. I was like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) At what point? What teeth are gone? (laughs) It's a tough game, man. And then his teammates afterwards said, we've been telling this dude, you have to wear a mouth guard. He's not, Jerry. You know what? I have no problem with the mouth guard. They don't wear cups. You want them to wear mouth guards? That They're not all going to wear them. Imagine picking those up off the ground or seeing those <laughs> go flying through the air. No, You've had those problems. <laughs> Tell us about it. Oh. <laughs> not good on a Monday morning. All right, Jerry. I don't Jerry. think so. Swollen. No good. All right. We're going to take a break. All right, Jerry. Oh, Fair by enough. the way, one other thing from football. Oh, Are we football. done with football? Uh, I was done okay. with football, Did Jerry. you see just one other thing? Because I thought this was a ton of fun uh, in the way the game was. Two things, actually, which is not fun. The London game. Oh, my God. Brutal. Those fans must just be like, and they like football. Why? Right. That game was garbage. We yesterday. always send them our worst. God teams. was that. And by the way, how about the fact this is great? Could you imagine if you spent what do you think a trip to London costs for four or five days? Twelve hundred dollars. Seriously. You moron. Yeah, in nineteen sixty three. What do you think a trip to London? The flight is twelve hundred dollars. What do you think a trip to London would cost? Four thousand. Four five thousand dollars, right? Yes. Could you imagine if you took your lovely girlfriend on a nice trip to London based on your favorite football team, and that's the crap you got if you were yeah, yeah. He was there. JJ after Doc went. What a moron. Yeah. <laughs> he went to watch Jay Cutler just sleep and snooze through a football game. And then the other thing, and then we'll take a break was the uh, Cardinals-Niners game, which you would say, why would you be watching that? Well, why would was, you watch that? Well, because the Giant game ended, so you, the Red Zone channel puts it on. That's what we were watching. Nothing but field goals. And then the Niners the ball for seven and a half minutes to wrap up the overtime. They get the field goal. Carson Palmer's got two minutes right down the field. Touchdown pass, Larry Fitzgerald, who, by the way, had on my fantasy team. So pretty excited You're about still that. doing that fantasy football? Yes, something like that. All right, this portion is sponsored by Chili's. Chili's has news even bigger than their new ribs. They're focused on one thing, burgers, ribs, and fajitas, and the whole menu is better. Come in and see why Chili's is back, baby, and we'll be back in just a moment, and then Boomer uh, at the top on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M, the super Superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. This portion is sponsored by Credit Karma. Giants lost, Jets won. Yankees will have a workout today at the stadium. They'll take on the Twins tomorrow night. 
in the American League wild card game. This portion sponsored by Credit Karma. Get your truly free credit score and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Credit Karma, get knowing. Jerry, uh, yesterday was the last game of the season for the Major League Baseball. Yes. And at the end of the Met game, Gary Cohen said to Keith Hernandez, it's been 12 years, you made it. Uh, look for news on Keith Hernandez tomorrow. Now, do we know what that news is? Well, everyone on the internet, Jerry, on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. We're all like, he's the new candidate and will be the new manager of the Mets. And everyone was getting excited. No. Even I fell for it. Really? Meanwhile, I know Keith Hernandez doesn't even like to drive to the games to broadcast. Right. And when he's talking during the games, when he t- when he has a day off or a, a series off, he tells you how he can't wait to go to Florida and get away from baseball. Or I thought perhaps he knew news was going to come out that Keith Hernandez was going to be in the power chair this week. Oh, I was waiting for something. Then it turns out they go, oh, uh, Keith Hernandez is going to be on the Fox broadcast for playoffs. Well, good for him. Well, that's not big news, Jerry. Well, it is for Kevin Burkhart. That's true. They worked together at SNY. Well, and also the fact that he's going to be on set now with A-Rod and Frank Thomas and Kevin. All right. So that's good stuff. And, Jerry, did you see uh, OJ was released over the weekend? Who cares? Well, I care. Uh, And if you're neighbors with him, you'll care. I'm not going to be neighbors with him. I heard he was moving to Hazlitt, New Jersey. He's not not moving. (laughs) I'd be concerned. (laughs) Shut up, Al. (laughs) By the way, you live right there, too, now. Matter of fact, maybe we'll get him a nice plush apartment right next to you. And whoever's in charge of Florida. I don't know what the title is of the person in charge of Florida. The governor? It's not the governor. It was like something else. Uh, attorney general. Uh, she said... Attorney general. Yes. Attorney general. She, <laughs> she does not want Orrin Fall James Who Simpson there? as a neighbor. Nobody wants Do you want him in Atlanta? Him. You don't want him in Florida? You want him in California? You don't want no. him anywhere. No, no. She just came out Move and said, to Iceland. Please don't come here. We've got enough problems in the state of Florida. By the way, I have a new job for you. When we have our next softball game. Oh, right. You play every position. Oh, like that dude. Like on Andrew the... Romine. Did you see any of that yeah. from Saturday? I don't like those gimmicky things when they do that. Oh, I think it's great. You know why? Because it ticked off the twins. He pitched also? Yes. Against Miguel Sano, who was trying to get real at bats before the playoffs. Ah. Oh, shut up. Real at bats. I thought it was kind of cool. It reminded me of you. Something Listen you to the morning show with Boomer Esiason.